Well, hello there. It's the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Nye. Boy, there's a lot of things going on today. I spent uh, the best part of uh, three hours just scurrying around, but basically writing down my thoughts on uh, about four or five different subjects here. You know? yeah. So there's a lot of things going on with Trump yeah. and the 37 indictments. And You'll uh, see that I have a stack of stuff here, too. Yeah, you got a uh, my my favorite phrase, a veritable plethora of uh, information. Yes, I there. love that word, a veritable plethora of stuff. Um, Boop. <laughs> man, but you know, I was thinking, why is it that they're so anxious to put Trump in jail and to uh, ignore Biden? They they supposedly did the exact same thing, you know, with the documents. But they're saying it's okay for Biden, it's okay for Pence. That's okay. No problem. Nothing to see well, here. Well, with, with Trump, there are allegations. There's no proof. With Pence and Biden, there's proof. And with Biden, there's proof, hard copy proof that's been seen by both sides and verified that he is guilty of treason. But yet, nah, nothing going on here. Let's look the other way. Right before your eyes, they are telling you nothing of importance. And... The difference also is that a president has the right to declassify anytime, anywhere, any, anywhere he wants. Vice presidents don't have that option, but yet they're giving the benefit of the doubt to the vice presidents in this situation, Biden and Pence, and they're going after Trump. This will be, by the way, if you think about this, the first time in the history of the United States where a sitting president of the United States is, is trying to legally take out his closest presidential challenge. And that's dangerous. According to Alan Dershowitz, it's the most dangerous thing that can happen. Now, Alan said that, you know, that there, this is a weak case. Now, the tape recording that's out there, briefly just say, you know, where he goes, yeah, look, I've got, I've got a document here that's classified. And you hear paper rattle. That's all you hear. You don't see anything. Did he hand it to the guy to read? I venture to say no, and there's no proof that he did. But if he were sitting there going, you know, I've got some goods on 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 the deep state or the left or both that is so damning, and that's what they've been after all along, and they know he's got it, so they've mm-hmm. got to make him guilty of anything they can because they, by God, do not want you to see what that is and Trump is waiting for the opportunity. So maybe, you know, maybe he was overzealous in doing the paper rattling, or maybe it was purposeful because he's. And going, maybe it okay. wasn't even a classified document in his hand. He may have said, "I have a piece of, uh, I have a classified document." He may have been. Uh, he and may there's have been nothing because they haven't found it yeah. yet. He may have been shaking a menu or something like that. We don't know what he was doing. It could have been staged, and this could all be, you know. But you know, we we fall into. And the media is right there with the, with the scripted narrative on this whole thing. And I will tell you this, that it appears that Trump can't win, that he might be doing some time, but it's all on hearsay. It's politics and party-only Democrats. The only people that are out there that can do them are the unengaged, well, unengaged public. They're no good either because they believe what they see on the news. But it's the engaged voters that are not just Republicans, but Democrats and independents and whatnot Real people that pay attention. See, the Are there is, enough of us? The difference is, I think, what's going to happen is I think he's going to win, even if he's wearing an orange jumpsuit in jail. I think, by the way, 
he can run for office while he's in prison. People say, what? No, he can. There's nothing yeah, in the now Constitution. Now, they're, they're, they're trying to say, see, they'll try to really rally it through quick to change that, that, that so that he can't run. But he, can't, he won't be able to campaign, so to speak, if they threw him in prison. Um, but again, you know, there have been other leaders in other parts uh, of the world that have been imprisoned, and they had a, just as big a voice from prison, uh, Mandela. Well, yeah, that's true. But he got out and became the leader of South Africa. What's interesting? But he was in for a long time. Yeah, he was. Um, James Michael Curley was mayor of Boston. I believe he was still mayor of Boston when he was in prison. And they 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 love their mayors in Boston, no matter where they are. Um, but that's an old example. You got to ask yourself: Why is it that Donald Trump is doing this to himself? Because he doesn't need this. He's got all the money and all the wealth, you know, the wealth and all the the accoutrements that go with being phenomenally wealthy. And why is he doing this? Well, he's got. I don't know. You you have a theory. I mean, he's going after something, and that something is involved in something that might not be so palatable. He to has most said. He has said recently that he is going after child trafficking, human trafficking in the United States. He talked about it as being the most vile and evil of things. It's out there, folks. It is out there, and there's a market for it, believe it or not, in the United States of America. I'll tell you why. Um, let's, For example, the airline industry, $20 billion mm. industry right now, $20 billion. That's because it's back on an upswing. People are flying again. Pandemic is over. They're not afraid. Come fly yeah. with me. $20 billion. Human trafficking in the United States of America is a $33 billion a year business. 33. That's what, that's what we know of. But the United States is the number one trafficker of child's children and human trafficking, even adult trafficking. Uh, why is that? What for? Well, there's a lot of different things that you can uh, traffic them in. Um, there's a thing called a meat house. You know what that is? I have a feeling I do know, but I think you should explain. All right. I had a friend. Uh, he's, he's long gone. He was a doctor, but he wrote a song called The Meat House. I don't know if you can find it anywhere, but there was also a movie by uh, George C. Scott. I think it was called Hardcore. And basically what happens, The Meat House is for, like, young people. They go, I want to go and be a star. They're fed up with their Midwest life, their East Coast life, wherever they are, middle middle class America. And they go out to chase, chase the bright lights and they go and they're at the bus station or they get off at the train station. And that theoretically is the meat house. Somebody walks up to them and going, boy, you have the look of a star. And they're all oh, I've made it to Hollywood. And I can, I can get you to the right people. And so they go with them. They are right there to get these innocent people coming off of trains, buses, however they get in planes and they can spot them. And they get them. And that's the last you're ever going to see them unless you see them in a smut film. And a smut film is where somebody rich pays to see somebody raped and mutilated and their throat slit because oh, they want to see the, a snuff, a snuff, a snuff film, film. Yeah. Yeah, a snuff film, film. Uh, or they end up in real true pornography. They are forced into it, but it's, it's, it's the very raunchy kind that 
has different names, and then that star just disappears because they're killed in real life. Uh, or they become somebody's uh, sex doll in a den of uh, some rich guy's iniquity, you know, where he just puts them in their, his den of what he wants to do with. So that is what a meat house is, and it's right there to answer the door when you get into town. And, Bill, this and, isn't new. Uh, back in the 30s and 40s in Hollywood, uh, they had the casting couch, or you would hear stories about how somebody was uh, having a, a drink at a soda fountain in Hollywood, and an agent came in and saw them, and they, they took them under their wing, and they become, became a star. Mm -hmm. Even some of Hollywood's biggest stars, mostly female, but even some of Hollywood's biggest stars were the victims of human trafficking and child molestation to get yeah, the women. And you know what? There are women directors out there that that's how they get their men, you know, because they want men, men want women. And then there's the gay community out there too that thrives. And, you know, so yeah, you, uh, you know, the rule is when you go to LA, you got to pay your dues one year that you, you go to the parties, you do everything you got to do, but you're not going to get a job and make money. They want to see that you got the tenacity to stick it out. But they also, that makes you vulnerable to, the, to them to where they come up to you and say, you know, you've got what it takes. You stick around me and do what I tell you to do, and I'll make sure you get your break, you know, when your time comes. And that's how the business works. And with that meat house thing, the one thing I didn't say, there is a place where they'll take you where actually buyers come and, you know, touch, prod, do whatever they want to do. This one will be in my film. This one will be in my den. So, you know, that meat house is, is all encompassing. And by in the way, you know, that, that, that one year thing you were just talking about, give me one year and then I'll put you in, I'll make sure you get in. That doesn't always happen. Supply. Yeah. Some people will give them a year, maybe two years and their break never happens because the person who is doing that to the young people are liars and they're mm -hmm. e they're evil. James Woods, the famous Hollywood actor, been in a lot of great movies, and he's a super actor, a real good actor. James Woods was asked, and this was recently, is Hollywood as bad as people say it is? Is Hollywood as evil? That's the word. Is Hollywood as evil as people say it is? And he said, times 100. Times 100. Think about that for a second. That's a guy who... He knows Hollywood. Another person, I was listening to this on another podcast uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, uh, a guy was saying that you can expect an attack on Mel Gibson very soon. I don't mean physical attack, but a, an attack on his on his character. On well, his, they've done it before when he did... Uh, the Passion of the Christ. Right, yeah. Yep. Well, expect it again because he's just finishing up a four-part series on uh, the human trafficking business and its connection to Hollywood and its connection in the United States. And it's supposed to be magnificent. I, I played the uh, cut yesterday from one of the, uh, the people involved with that docuseries, 
And I'm going to play it again because it's it's worth a listen. Listen. Ukraine got a phone call from Mel Gibson. He actually did the final edit of The Sound of Freedom. That's how we know each other, but not well, not well enough that I'd be getting phone calls. And he told me that he was in Budapest at the time. This was right hours after the invasion. And he said he supports a bunch of orphans in Ukraine and he was worried about them. And he asked if I could help get them out. So now I've got 12 from my wife. I got 13 others from Mel Gibson. And I'm thinking, okay, I got this list of kids I got to get out. Um, I told Mel, I said, you got to help me. This is going to be expensive. I won't ask you for direct donation, but can you help me film this? You know, let's film what's happening so we can get people to understand and they can support us. He said, no problem. He helped us get set up and started filming. Four months later, what I thought was going to be maybe a documentary about Ukraine ends up being a four-part docu-series that's almost done. It's being produced by DNA Films and executive produced by Tony Robbins. That's how crazy it got and how prophetic my wife was. When I showed up in Ukraine with a list of, I think, 20 names, the Ukrainians countered me and gave me over 10,000 names of orphans that they didn't know where they were because of the chaos caused by war. And more importantly and, and more frightening to me was the fact that I know that human trafficking is a $32 billion a year business. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world and I also know how kids get forced into that market. And it's through vulnerable situations like in the aftermath of a hurricane, mostly in a developed country or an earthquake or in this case, a war. And so the traffickers call it harvest time. And that was the intel we were getting. And so we weren't just there to extract those kids, but look for leads. And it really was a miracle what happened. You know, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, faith precedes the miracle. I take a lot of comfort in the fact that there's only one time in the scripture where Jesus gets mafioso. It's righteous because it's Jesus doing it. But if you listen to his words, it's mafioso. He says that it would be better for you to have a millstone cast about your neck and you thrown to the bottom of the sea than that you would hurt one of these little ones, my children. That's mafioso action, sinking someone to the bottom of the ocean. And Jesus said it. So I know where he stands on it. So I can expect and we can expect miracles when we're fighting to protect children. I never thought, I never dreamed there'd be a day when... Wow, wow, that's... Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was watching a video this morning. A guy was out in the desert in Mexico, uh, just across the border. He was doing a report, um, a video report, about ch- human child trafficking. He said, I want to show you something. And he goes into a little ravine area, and there are these pup tent-type things that have been set up. The, the area is empty. There's no people there. He said, come with me. He goes into one of the tents. He says, diapers. He picks up a bag of diapers. Little children's shoes. He picks up some mm-hmm. shoes. He says, uh, b- baby formula. And he starts picking up all these different things. He says, this is all paraphernalia left behind by the child human, tra- human traffickers. And, you know, he said, the thing is, they get a lot of their kids from people who don't have, like, birth certificates. And they don't have birth certificates, so it's easy for them to to ship them around the world, to use them any way they want to, and to dispose of them if they have to, because there's no record that they ever existed. So it's easy. It's easy for them. These little children 
are being, they're being manipulated, they're being abused, and in many cases they're being killed by these evil, evil people. And getting back to Donald Trump, I remind you that he promised, he promised the world that he would stop human trafficking. He would stop it. And, and, and if you don't think that rings and resonates in the minds of these evil deep staters who are involved in this, then you're sorely mistaken. And look at Joe when he's out. He's never said anything about stopping human trafficking, but you see him going around and sniffing the hair, and he's, he's infatuated. He's, he's, you know, he's addicted to young, innocent children. Yes. In a creepy way. Yeah. But, you know, it's not just trafficking for sex and things like that. And no, they're not going to be your little cabana kid. They're going to be something far more nefarious. Now, I would say that some of these children are being used. Well, what happened in Germany with uh, the, the Jews? The Nazis used them for human research. And, you know, with that, you know, and it was terrible what they did. They would take twins. They loved twins. The Nazis loved twins because they had uh, uh, a case study. A case study. Exactly right. They could do something to some one of them and not to the other and see how it affected them. You know, truly evil, evil of the, of the most evil kind. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how this uh, infuriates me as a relatively decent person to see this kind of thing going on in this country. You know, this is the deep state. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to venture into a slightly different area. People say, well, how do they communicate? How do these people, how do they notify each other? They have, uh, they have product to sell or what they want. You know, Instagram has been accused of being involved with the means of communication between uh, pedophiles uh, and uh, sellers of children, human, human child trafficking. They, and they use as terminology, they use uh, pizza. You know, I'll take one slice of pizza with pepperoni no, mm-hmm. no cheese. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm not into that whole language. But apparently, if you are into that type of, uh, of thing, child human trafficking, you understand what that means. I was, I was seeing an, uh, a story about it uh, yesterday. Uh, this also, you probably have heard uh, down in D.C. there was a, a pizza parlor. And I don't know the name, and I wouldn't mention it anyway right now because we don't need to get into But it was accused of being a center of pedophile trafficking. I mean, they, mm-hmm. and supposedly some very high, uh, very well-known political figures in D.C. who are pedophiles. And yes, they are there. They are in D.C. Uh, they would go to this pizza place to order their pizza, you know, their, their, their human orders, Okay. Uh, they would have on the wall in this pizza place, and I've seen pictures, uh, tile pictures of little boys with no clothes on and things like that. I mean, it it is vile, and it, it mm-hmm. is out in the open. You know, in well, the- I think they were out in the open all along. I think during the Obama administration, they were out in the open. Trump came along by surprise, and they had to kind of, oh, quick, cover this up. 
and uh, they tried to blow a lot of bad on Trump. You know, the the cages that were down in Mexico, crying yep. on our side of the border. Yep. Uh, and Trump was blamed for those. He didn't build the cages. Obama did. It was did. Obama. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what are they housing the cages? Children. Um, you don't think there's a connection, do you? Well, you know, he did say we're about to fundamentally change this country. That's Obama said that at a yeah, rally. Yeah, you know? hmm. Now, let me ask you another thing. Uh What's going on in our society right now with uh, the trans peop- uh, people and uh, the uh, drag queens and things like that? Is well, that is that connected? I think they're trying to normalize. Yeah, I think they are taking perversions and they have to introduce them one by one to make it the norm. And what's sad is a lot of people... Are there there are the guys that go the people that go along with it? Then there are the other people that go. You know, I'm I'm tired of hearing about it. Forget about it. I'm just accepting it. And when they've got that, they go to the next step. And pretty soon, it becomes a part of our fabric. Is that the fabric that America wants to have sewn into its flag and into its democracy? If it is, I'm in the wrong damn country. <laughs> I'm. If you hear a noise in the background, I'm printing something out that I want to read. You hear that noise in the background? I mean, I hear the noise, but I don't see it all the time. For some reason, I've got a monitor that periodically is blacking out. So, Well, I told you, you what happened in my neighborhood yesterday. Yes, <laughs> you did. So if you see me picking my nose, I'm thinking everything's <laughs> off. <laughs> um, At least I hope it's my nose I'm picking. <laughs> this is a, a story I just printed out. Um, Washington judge orders women-only spa with compulsory nudity to accept trans women with uh, male appendages. I'm serious. What the hell for? Uh, apparently there's a spa in Washington State that requires its members, if they're going to be in the spa, you have to be comfortable, women, with uh, going around other women who are nude. It says a district judge in Washington State has ruled that Olympus Spa, a women-only spa with nudity, uh, where where nudity is compulsory, compulsory <laughs> uh, must allow pre-op transgender women with penises to utilize their facility. Meaning, if you are a trans and you haven't had your junk removed yet, cut and tuck, yeah, yep, you still can go to the Olympus Spa, women only. Olympus, oh, yeah, nudity required. You still can go there because this moron of a judge, and I got to tell you another thing. I I, I don't know about how you people feel right now, but I'm about up to here with some of these legal experts in quotes. My dad was an exceptional trial lawyer. I came from a family of trial lawyers. I I have children who are trial, who are attorneys. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm surrounded by lawyers. I know what good lawyers look like. I know what uh, good judges look like, but they're getting harder to find nowadays because that guy Soros and his and his money have just infiltrated our legal system with some of the slimiest evil bums on the planet, like this this judge in Washington State. <clears throat> there isn't a, an iota of decency in this ruling. Not 
a scintilla of decency in this ruling. This ruling is forcing is forcing women who have gone to this spa for relaxation, for comfort, for safety. They know the, the women who go there obviously felt that they could walk around naked because they were going to be surrounded by other naked women. It wasn't a big deal, right? It was part of the procedure. But now this evil bum of a judge has said, nah, nah, if you're a trans and you're, even if you haven't had the surgery yet, even if you still have your package, you can go in that place too. Well, you heard what happened. There was a, a trans uh, prisoner who was, mm-hmm. moved, who was moved to the women's correctional uh, facility because he said he was trans, even though he didn't have his junk removed, and he impregnated a bunch of a bunch of prisoners. He got a bunch mm-hmm. of prisoners pregnant. You know, uh, all, all you need nowadays with with some of these fathead judges is is a not even a good wig, just a wig, and then uh, and make a statement. I feel like a woman. I, I'm changing and that's all you have to do. And they'll send you over to the women's spa where they're all naked and have fun. Unbelievable. That, that is where we are at right now. These are the same people who fight desperately for your school boards to, uh, Mm -hmm. to, it's okay to have a drag shows where guys are stuffed into spandex and they're dancing around and showing their derrieres and and whatever, and they're doing it in front of your little kids. I mean, these were the kind of people who, if they were around a schoolyard 20 years, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, if they were around a schoolyard doing these kind of things, you would have called the police and they would have been taken away for lewd and lascivious action. But no, Mm -hmm. no. That's not the way it is now. In this society, they're bending every good rule, everything that is everything that is decent in our society. They're questioning, they're reversing. They're, as Barack Obama has said, has said they're fundamentally changing. I mean, and, and if you, as a good person, hey. as a decent person, if you, Bill Knight, say, uh, that's wrong, well, they make you the mm. outsider. You know, the stories you don't hear about anymore, you used to hear about him when he was president or when he was running, uh, is Barack himself. Uh, there was a, a male, I guess, prostitute that said that uh, he was a regular client yeah. of, uh, well, you know, Barack was a regular client for him. Uh, he went out many uh, dates so, you know, you got to wonder, uh, I'm not casting judgment on him. I'm not cast, well, no, casting you, judgment you, on Michelle, but you, you, you have where there's right smoke, to, there's fire. You have a right to at least wonder. You know, I, I, saw, true. I, I saw a picture. Now, nowadays you can manipulate anything, okay? Yeah. Nowadays, you, but here's something that's interesting about this picture. It's basically been wiped from the internet. You know, people. You know, when you have power and money and influence, and you control social media, you can have most anything removed. Um, but I did see a picture. I've seen it with my own two eyes, and they don't lie to me. When I see it, it's you know, it is real. Now, whether the picture picture has been manipulated, I don't know. But there was a picture of Barack Obama next to Michael Robinson. 
Michael Robinson. It it appeared to be, and what the picture implied, it was Michelle before mm. before some kind of a change. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Now, mind you, that would be totally accepted nowadays. M- Michelle would be uh, 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 someone that uh, the, the left would revere for having made the transition, but she obviously, if if this picture were true, she would have done it uh, thirty years ago. You know. Uh, and again, anything can be manipulated. I'm just telling you, I saw, I've seen the picture and it makes you question, you know, and you talk about that guy. I had, I have heard stories about that guy. As a matter of fact, I think I've heard audio tape from that Mm -hmm. guy. And I don't think that guy is alive anymore, by the way. May not be. I mean, it's been several years now, but the simple fact is, uh, he did say it. He had apparently evidence to prove it and uh, hard to refute. But, you know, he's not around to question anymore. So uh, you have to take, uh, you know, Barack's word for it. Never happened. So getting back to uh, Donald Trump, here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a guy who is worth at least $10 billion. I mean, thank God he's worth that much money because he could never afford to protect himself if he weren't so phenomenally wealthy. I mean, yesterday they made a big issue about uh, two of his attorneys. One is named Trusty and uh, the other attorney that was with him. And uh, they resigned. Uh, they're not going to be representing President Trump. And the, I think they did that before these but, indictments came down. No, they did it They did it yesterday, right after okay. they came down. And he, he said uh, they, the media was, oh, look at Donald Trump's two leading attorneys. Now they're leading attorneys, mind you. You understand that they have he has a whole cadre of attorneys that work for him. But two leading attorneys have stepped down. They made it sound like it was something bad, but it was actually something that was agreed to between Donald Trump and the attorneys. They left as friends, so to speak. They left on good terms. As a matter of fact, President Trump thanked them for their service and wished them all the best, and he understood why they were leaving, uh, that, that it's, it's an incredibly— uh, difficult fight. They were up against uh, an unimaginable force of evil. He used the term evil. Um, He's going to have a hard time finding attorneys. Not that nobody wants to take on the cause, but they're going to have a hard time. He replaced them. uh, He replaced them with a snap of a finger with uh, an attorney who's going to represent them. Apparently these were attorneys from New York and he needs attorneys who are in Miami who are going to be, uh, representing him. So he hired a, uh, I, I think the firm is named Blanche, B-L-A-N-C-H-E. Uh, and they're going to be representing uh, him down. And But they're not the only, he's going to make some more announcements on other attorneys. And, but you're right, Bill, you're right. Here's another thing you have to understand that these attorneys are being threatened by, mm-hmm. they're being threatened. Uh, some of them are being threatened with losing their law licenses. Others are having their clients or other clients say, you're representing Trump, we're going to pull our account. But you're a $10 million account, we're going to pull our account, you're representing Trump, because they're being pressured to do so by the Yeah, they're going after the money of everybody around Trump. And, you know, you say 37 is a lot. Well, I understand that they're cooking up a lot more. And I'm sorry, but, uh, well, here's an example. They're going... Oh, well, you know, we found documents that he had in the bathroom. Really? 
Seriously? Yeah. And you know what? They were sprawling out all over the ballroom uh, stage. Yeah. Really? Did you see the picture? Seriously? They, they made sure they showed a picture of a box that had been knocked over, and there were, like you said, documents opened up and on the floor. I call BS. Nobody knows how that box fell over. Do you think for one second Donald John Trump walked into the storage area where the boxes were and said, gee, I think I'm going to dump this box on the floor and they leave it. it sound like he's a little, you know, six-month-old playing in his poop. I'm sorry, I mean, but that's not how this is. This is, this is so far-fetched, and if you believe it, I will tell you right now, you are not just an idiot. You're a freaking idiot because if you believe, if you believe exactly what they're telling you, yep. you're stupid. Yep. The, 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 it's amazing how they want you to believe this nonsense. And that, there are some drive-by, uh, drive-by, uh, I want to say viewers or, or listeners uh, who will just accept it at face value. Oh, he jumped the stuff on the floor. No, 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 no. I mean, he was very cooperative with the FBI. The FBI had stopped by his house on several occasions, had looked at everything that he had and said, no, everything's fine here, Mr. Mr. Trump, Mr. President, uh, except change that, that lock to a, a more secure lock. But everything else is fine. You have to understand that not every box that they showed you yesterday, and they showed you stacks of boxes, not every one of those boxes was filled with a classified document. I think they said they were like... Uh, two or three documents that they that they actually were concerned with. That means that a lot of those boxes had junk in them, okay? Mm. Nothing to be concerned about. But they showed you them anyway because they wanted to imply that Trump had an incredible amount of classified documents well, in Well, did you ever house. notice after they said they were done looking, and they were done looking, you know, well, we found, you know, this many documents. It was It was under 20. And then the number went up. And then the number went up. And then the number went up. But they weren't there looking anymore. But then the number went up. And now it's in, well, 30-something thousand. Really? Okay. So apparently in Washington, they have magic paper that they print documents on. Uh -huh. And they, they, they mate and they breed. <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't put it past anything in Washington. Well, it's alien technology, you know. That's true. Uh, so anyway, the, they, the, we have the indictments in Florida, and they're talking about don't uh, be so quick to say well, he's not going to be indicted up in New York, too. Because the, that's, oh, that's coming. That's coming along, too. So they, they want to smother this poor guy with indictments. And all an indictment is is... A charge we're charging him with, okay? Uh, we're indicting him. Oh, that's a very heavy thing. And it's like, what do they? You can indict a ham sandwich, folks. Seriously, it's like it's like a lawsuit. You can sue a ham sandwich. You can indict a ham sandwich. It's but they're doing it a year out from the election, little little over a year. But they they want to get the traction going, and they're going to throw, from what I hear, over a hundred cases out there. They want to sit there and smother him with cases to yep. where all he can do is defend and fight and not promote himself. They can go and manipulate their steel. That's number one. And number two, they don't have to do each each of these things, you know, the, uh, their charges. Well, he's going to get 25 years with a Democratic judge and Joe sitting here. Yeah, get him, get him, get him, because I don't want to be gotten. By the way, you he know, was Joe was the final go get him. 
He yeah, was the final he was, guy. He's the, one, he, he's the one that said do it. Yep. And yet he's guilty of receiving $10 million, documented proof. It is there in the FBI's hands. Yep. It's been seen by Democrats who acknowledge it and Republicans. So what the hell are we waiting for? Go get the bastard and lock him up. Yep. Well, uh, the complicit media uh, doesn't do its job. The biggest story that was out yesterday should have been the $10 million bribe that the sitting president of the United States of America uh, has apparently taken from uh, the uh, people in the Ukraine. $10 million. But that was ignored because... The guy who was the target of that charge said, no, 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 now's a good time to indict. I want I want Trump indicted today. But see, you're being kind. You said apparently. But yet there is proof. There is oh, proof. Oh, I know. And, it, and even if you wanted to go back to a tape of him doing the interview, yeah. and well, son of a bitch, you remember that thing? Yeah. He admitted it. He That's true. He admitted it on tape. And there are sworn documents and witness. That is evidence irrefutable. He needs to go to trial, get his fair day in court, but it, it needs to be out there. And I dare any media outlet to tell the damn truth and harp on it until it gets, you know, the, the attention it needs because that is real bona fide treason. If you are a leftist and you are dancing with joy, with what's happening now, I would suggest you calmly take a seat and catch your breath because I am of the belief, as are a lot of people, that that there's a lot more going on here than meets the eye. And it's politics. And do not be so quick to think that the right and President Trump is not completely aware of what's going on and fully in control. Fully in control. He just got indicted. Indicted. Well, let me tell you why I say that. First of all, you you know that he had to ins- expect this was coming down. The, he, he said so. They had to expect this months ago, months ago, maybe a year ago. Maybe this was a long term plan. They they were going after the deep state. The deep state. These are people who have been involved with the. Uh, with the the government in the hallways of power for decades, for decades. In some cases, it has been passed on from generation to generation. It is the most powerful in Washington, the most wealthy in Washington. Do you think that that they're going to let this go without a fight? Do you think they're going to say, you know, uh, Donald Trump is going to win in 2024 and we're all going to have to leave. No, they're going to, they're going to try to make it so he cannot be president. But Trump knows this. Mm-hmm. Trump has known this for, for forever. You know, <laughs> he knew it. I mean, even though he was shocked, did you see him leave in 2020 after the election in 2021? When the day that he was leaving, he said, I'll see you it may not be as quickly as you'd like, but I'll, I'll see you again. He knew what was going on. He knew what had happened. You know, everybody who was involved with him knew what had happened, except for the weasels like Pence and uh, Chris Christie and people like that. These people who are are running after him right now trying to— these are the ones who, by the way, are not rallying around him saying what's happening to is a travesty of justice. Chris Christie, 
I, he didn't make any comments like uh, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, Mike Pence uh, didn't make any comments like it shouldn't be happening. Now, Ron DeSantis did say it was wrong, but he also said, well, and I'll change it when I'm president, meaning he was he used the opportunity to try to sell himself. Uh, yeah, right now, Republicans shouldn't be worried about winning because we should be worried about keeping our party intact and cleaning up the swamp, because if that doesn't happen, no Republican's going to get in office and well, we're going to be a one-party nation. I've said it many times before. Uh, there will be no Trump victory in 2024 if the situation isn't changed before 2024. Well, you got to think about it. Um, you know, the United States, District of Columbia is incorporated, just like in England. All right. So, but we have a president of the United States, but the United States is the entity is owned by the entity that is incorporated. So, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, but so therefore, that entity has to have a CEO or somebody that's in charge of it. And that, my friends, I'm telling you right now, is your true leader. That's where the true leaders somebody you will see, somebody who's hidden in the darkness. The man behind the curtain, or a woman behind yeah. the curtain, or people behind the curtain. They are the ones that own and control this country. Everything else is a puppet show. And unfortunately, I'm saying we're part of this puppet show too. You know, oh, uh, and you and I? We're, we're part of the puppet show. I'm not involved we're, with we're, the, I'm not in the puppet We're show. trying to expose the fact that Washington is a puppet show. Yes. You know, that it's, it's, it's fake. So that makes us a player in this stupid well, game. Well, maybe we're a player in the play, but we're not, uh, I, I don't think that no, we're No, we're puppets. not puppets. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, but I do think that uh, we're going to see this uh, during the course of the next year. Do not think that for one second they're going to let uh, an opportunity to uh, take your attention away from the, the true stories and what's really going on uh, happen. For example, I think not this summer so much, but next summer, before the elections, expect rioting to happen again. Expect mm -hmm. the cities to catch fire. Something will happen that will spark the, the fires. You'll see Antifa out there burning the cities down for, with no consequence. With, because Joe Biden's right. in office. He won't send in the National Guard. And the police will have their hands tied by liberal uh, George Soros-backed mayors, just like in 2020. And th those fires will burn and he'll blame it on MAGA. They'll talk about how MAGA has incent in, 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 uh, in, has been the catalyst to, for these fires. It won't be, but they'll tell you that's what it is because they'll use every opportunity to distort the truth. This, this is a group of very evil, evil people. This is, the, you know, don't think for one second that it can't have a direct effect on you and your family. Because if they can take down the president of the United States or former president of the United States of America, who's worth $10 billion, don't think for one second they can't come to your house and, uh, and, and have an effect on your family too, to essentially close you down, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah. I have to I have to be honest here for just a second. I've been telling you uh, off when we were doing the audio that my screen was going blank and right. dark. Everything went dark. The audio shut off, and when you came back on, you were talking real fast like Donald Duck, like somebody. Are was you playing serious? With 
Yeah, I, I didn't hear one damn thing you just said. Nothing, nothing on this end of our uh, our connection has changed. Nothing no, on my end. didn't change on this end either. So I was like going, uh, it's probably a glitch in the wires, which we get every now and then, uh, which I find strange. You would have seen me actually waving, going. Yeah. I didn't see you know, yeah, making the nothing. signals that uh, everything is blank. blank you you missed, by the way, the best part of my show. <laughs> I know, I know, I missed everything that was good, but I wanted to point it out. If I, you know, yeah, I, I didn't have the pop, proper response because I have no clue as to <laughs> well, what you know, I'd be responding to. Yeah, you know? I have to tell you another thing. I, I I hesitate to tell you this, but I think you I probably will, shouldn't. I think <laughs> I, I. You don't think I should do this, Bill? Oh, well, you mentioned it now. You saw something strange yesterday at your house that uh, even a construction person there going. Yeah, I, I live in a very weird. suburban residential uh, neighborhood, very middle America kind of neighborhood. and uh, But we're not too far from a power line, maybe 150, 200 yards from a set of power lines that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they don't they don't run through my yard or anything like that. They are off in the distance. I've lived here long enough to see inspections of those power lines by helicopters where they actually come down the power lines. And they fly, and they, yeah, they fly the line. They'll fly the line. And they literally, some, some, they literally will be like 10 or 15 feet above the line and they will fly right along at a slow speed down the power lines and that's how they do their inspection. Yesterday, like I said, I figured 200 yards from the power lines. Uh, yesterday... I had a small black helicopter about 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, come down my street just about, and I was in my driveway with uh, this guy talking about putting sealer on my asphalt driveway, right? And this guy mm -hmm. comes down, this helicopter comes down, and he is probably, oh, I don't know, 75 yards from my house. That's close. And, and he stops midair, and he does... And he's and he's looking right at me. I mean, the helicopter, the pilot is is looking right at. It seemed like he was looking at me. I got pictures, but it doesn't do any good on an audio podcast. And then he does a stationary three hundred and sixty rotation. He does a stationary. He doesn't, and, mm -hmm. you know. And then he turns back to me. Now he could. You said to me, maybe he was showing off for me in the. Uh, the well, the, if the he, if you could see his face and he saw yours. You know, if the it guy's was, a jackass, he was just going, hey, let's get He wasn't alone. He was not alone. I, I got pictures, and he was not alone. What I did get are the the only thing on the helicopter were the uh, numbers on the uh, tail of mm -hmm. the, the helicopter. I got that. So I could report the guy if I wanted to, you know. Uh, but the rest of it was completely black, and it looked like he was wearing a military flight suit. Uh, with a with a helmet. I mean, you know, you you've seen these. And now that could be, again. It was a. It could be a jumpsuit from a, yeah. from a company that flies black helicopters. And you know what they do? Yeah, flying the power line. Uh, when I was learning to fly a long, long time ago, and there goes the screen again. Um, I'm still here. Yeah, some of the some of the things that I would do to get the airtime. Uh, like one time, I I flew with somebody uh, to fly pipeline. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. And uh, we we inspected pipeline in Texas, and uh, you'd be flying along at a real low altitude. And I said, "This is really no fun because, you know, you're flying, you know, in little yeah. ravines and whatnot, you know, following a pipeline, and you're just, uh, you know, um, it's dangerous. It, it is dangerous. And then a couple of times, you know, I would sit there and um, 
you know, I would take a plane with somebody that had to fly to, uh, you know, uh, Arkansas or something like that. And uh, they'd get off at the airport and then I would, you know, take the plane off again and fly it back to its home base. And you, you've flown along pipelines yourself. You know how you the don't procedure is done. It. Yeah. You don't deviate from it. You don't go over to a house and go, oh, look at this. Well, I can do a complete circle in thing, stationary Bill, position. The Bill, he was not over the pipe. He was not over the power lines. He was never there. He was over the houses in my neighborhood. Now, that to me seems to be wrong. If he was looking at the... If he was looking at the lines, I would have thought he would have flown, like I've seen in the past, uh, much closer to the power lines. But literally, he was flying over our houses. I have pictures. And Well, it could have been, there, there, you know, I mean, just playing devil's advocate. Let's yeah. say that he was looking for something and he had, let's say, infrared to, to look for. They might have had a tip that there was um, a cell or a, a criminal that was somewhere in the area, and they were looking. You know, you don't know. No, you're absolutely and, correct. You are absolutely correct. Uh, it, it may have had nothing whatsoever to do with uh, us or this podcast. But it is And on. the effect that we have on, on the, with our podcast. But, you know, by the way, that is uh, something else I should point out. We should thank the people who are tuning into It's Another Day with Jim and Bill because we are grow, growing exponentially. It's amazing. Uh, and we have the. I had a uh, this a lady who befriended uh, us. Uh, where was she from? I think her name was Elaine, and I think she was from South Carolina. Uh, cool. Yeah, and she's she's uh, one of our regular new new regular listeners. We should do that more often. We should actually say hello to people. If you want to be mentioned with your first name, we would never use your last name. No, we don't or, want to give you away yeah. because you we have your right we don't to want privacy. Black, we don't want black helicopters flying over your, your house. Or red helicopters <laughs> or blue helicopters. You know, it's interesting, though. When people say, you know, have you seen those black helicopters fly over your house? I thought, yesterday that was a black helicopter that flew over my house. It wasn't a red and white one. It wasn't a blue, red, and white one. It wasn't, you know, it was a black Helicopter. I thought, well, this is different. Yeah. Anyway. yeah if it's a big green one that looks like see, a grasshopper, Joe's coming to visit. Let's you. say hypothetically, they were looking into us. Okay, what would they they find? They would find uh, two former radio guys <laughs> who spent a They'd whole find career. An old guy in front of a microphone <laughs> with a bottle of water yeah. and, and, his, and, and his some trail mix in a yeah, and, and yeah. my little and, and, and his partner of, holding a, a cup of coffee. And uh, with this baseball cap on, I mean, what that? It's it's kind of boring, uh, you know. If if you're if We're you're so lonely, if you are no life. if you are tasked by the deep state to uh, to find out more about Jim Harrington and Bill Knight, I, 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 I feel bad for you. Anyway, on Monday, I'm sure we'll talk some more about uh, what's going on in the news. Uh, President Trump, the people who have seen him since the indictment say he's in good spirits. He has expected this and to hang on. It ain't over. Well, you know, it's interesting because he's got to be in Mar-a-Lago, what, Tuesday? He's got to be in Which Miami. Um, yeah, Miami. Or Miami, wherever it is. He's down in Florida doing doing yeah. the thing, which I believe is a day or two before his birthday, the 77. Good, the good news is that the judge that has been tasked yes. with, with this is a Trump appointee. <laughs> I'm sure but that I would was. would not hold your breath. That's very true. We have seen Supreme Court justices who were appointed by the president 
who we thought would be, quote, on our side, who have been major disappointments. Because if she throws it out, the mm -hmm. Dems are going to sit there and, and protest and stomp and cry, and they're just going to find a new judge to well, re-throw the thing at them. There is a, uh, a, a former, uh, let me see where they got it right, uh, a former top Department of Justice official has said that Jack Smith's case against President Trump can be thrown out with something that he found on page three. Of yeah. the uh, of the document, page three. I think it's forty nine pages long. Yes, uh, it he is. He said on, on page three, there's something that uh, is absolutely uh, mind blowing, and that item alone should force the judge to throw it out. The whole thing. I think that uh, all they have to do is say, "Hey, Your Honor, uh, President Clinton had the same thing, and it was ruled that a president has the right to declassify at any time, anywhere." For any reason, and and that's it. He's the final. Oh well, that makes it decider. standing law. That's yeah. I mean, once you have that, that's case law. And until something changes, you know, with another ruling, it's case law. They have to go by it. But Bill, this goes back to what we've said before: the Democrats feel in an election year, the process is the punishment. They don't care about whether they win or lose. Mm -hmm. They smother him with allegations and charges. They keep him off the campaign trail if they can. And odds are he'll lose the presidential election and they will have won. He, they may have lost the cases, but they will have been effective. Yeah. So, well, that's all they want. And, you know, you don't th if you don't think the steal happened before, just wait until you see this next election. So listen, before you lose your your screen again and uh, you know somebody starts making faces back at you that you don't know who is mm -hmm. on, your, on your screen there, I think we should wrap know. this this update up. I know it's amazing. It's amazing. It's uh, amazing. Well, the other day we were in the middle of doing a show and all of a sudden we heard what sounded like uh, noise in the background and and uh, and breathing, and I thought it was coming from your end, and you thought it was coming from my end. It had to be somebody in the middle who left their mic on, you know. Yeah, it could be. Well, you know, yeah. I, and, and sometimes I think that wires do get crossed. I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy guy. But I do. Sometimes, no. <laughs> sometimes things are just a little too odd yes. and a little too often. That's true. That you got to question it. But say la vie. The connection is good uh, and great show that will be uh, on the air in just moments. If uh, you want to talk to us, uh, you can call us at 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. That would be how you get in touch with us. Yes. Uh, anyway, I hope you have a, a great remainder of your weekend. Uh, whatever that uh, weekend is going to be like, I hope you have a good time doing it. I'm going to go out now and see whether there's any more helicopters in my backyard. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe like space aliens, it leaves residue. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, I you wait never a know. Wait a second, I do hear. I do yeah. hear a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. It's have in a whisper a, mode. Have a good one, my friend. We'll talk to you later. See ya.